Hi there, listeners. Uh, this is just a quick message from Taylor to start off the podcast. I know that's not what you're used to, but I, I have to come in here because uh, the episode that we recorded yesterday um, is not the episode that you are going to be hearing. <laughs> uh, turns out we had some audio issues um, that were not foreseen ahead of time. They they did not occur in our sound check or for the first like 15 minutes or so of the podcast. But then once they started, this weird sort of static and fritzing out of one of the mics, it stayed for the entire episode and I did my best with it, but it is, I mean, unlistenable, you guys. So I'm not gonna force anybody to have to hear that. It is, uh, it is an audio nightmare. Um, so instead, what I realized is that um, not only did I fuck that up, I fucked up a different thing weeks ago that is actually going to make this work out. What you are about to hear is an episode we have not posted before, but did record right before everything went on lockdown in early March. We never posted it. I thought it had posted, and it didn't. And by the time we realized that it didn't post, it felt a little odd to post it because it takes place like right before we had to take COVID very seriously. And uh, we talk about it in, it was like the times when everyone was just told to not touch their face so much. If you can recall back to the point in time when that is how serious we were taking it and no more. Um, that was about what time this was recorded. So now that we really don't have an episode for you other than that, I'm happy to, to bring it to you um, Emily is happy to bring it to you as long as you are aware that, you know, we are, we are talking in kind of a nonchalant way about a thing that would very soon get very serious. Um, and also the episode itself, just as a warning, is about diseases. Both Emily and I have stories about different types of deadly diseases and people who have survived them. So if that is something that you are in this current climate not interested in listening to, I totally understand. Uh, but it is here if you just kind of want to take a break from the current horrible things and think about some other horrible kind of nasty things for a bit. Um, yes, so I will let you get to that. Um, really quick here, though, I do want to thank everybody who has um, already bought stickers um, for us, from us. Um, we have sold almost $200 worth of our uh-oh stickers. Um, they're the Black Lives Matter ones that we talked about on the last episode. We appreciate everyone's donations. Obviously, this is basically just, you get a cool sticker for your donation that will be going to a Black Lives Matter national charity. And we are going to decide, we're probably going to split it up into two and we're going to decide um, when we're sure, you know, we're kind of done receiving donations, um, which, which charities need the money the most at that time. Obviously that is always changing, so we haven't announced where we are putting that money yet, but we will before it happens. Um, so and if you would still like to participate in that and get a sticker and make a donation, um, they look awesome, they're hollow, and they're a very pretty design, and they are on our Facebook page. You can also find the link to sign up to receive a sticker for your donation at that Facebook page. Um, if you have any questions, you can always message us, email us at um, uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com. I haven't had to say that in so long. Oh, my God. But I remembered it, I think. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, otherwise, we love you. Thank you guys so much for your patience with us. We hope you enjoy this very weird time capsule of an episode. All right, bye. 
sure did try for three whole seconds there to just We didn't even make it. Not for even a second. I was going to do the whole thing where I was going to be like, hi, I'm No, I feel like you, <laughs> no, I feel like you laughing is like, it's a perfect metaphor for this podcast. Also, Kat's here. Yes. Hi, Kat. Hi, I didn't introduce myself. She's correct, though. A, a perfect metaphor for this podcast, an attempt to remain serious and then <laughs> and failing. Then fuck it up. Miserably. <laughs> All right, I am hoping. I, last time, I kind of embarrassed myself because I did begin the podcast by saying, I hope we sound like that Santana champ so crisp. And then, honestly, did you? I think it, in the end, it sounded pretty good. Yeah, we, we just were, had some growing pains. Yes, with this microphone that I am currently using now, yeah, which I certainly helps swapped. on these. Yes. For listeners, it looks very, very neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very fancy. different. Yeah. We, we all look very professional in different ways right now. Um, I'm wearing stripes. (laughs) I'm wearing pajamas. (laughs) I came from, we came from rehearsal. I'm wearing nothing. You are not wearing nothing, Kat. You wouldn't be allowed in the room if you were naked. I'm I'm keeping this fiction alive. Kat (sighs) is naked. Kat's naked for this one. Episode 66, Kat's naked for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you gotta take your clothes off and read about true crime. I don't know. I mean, you guys don't. Almost exclusively, yeah, but like exactly. Yeah. Come on, Em. Come on. Wow. You I'm not just... even gonna make it to episode sixty nine with you guys because I'm done. <laughs> you never just like slide nice. in between the sheets, completely nude, and then open your phone and just start looking up the nastiest true crime possible. Or clickbait. That's that's another thing you could do. Like you you wouldn't believe the serial killers in your state. Well, except we could because it's Wisconsin. Yeah, we but... can definitely. <laughs> We know every single one We know one of them. them. <laughs> the point is, are you naked when you do it? No! I mean, it's not like it's about being naked. It's Although, about being comfortable. <laughs> I have listened to true crime podcasts in the shower. <gasps> counts. 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 Completely fucking counts. counts. Absolutely. And also, same. <laughs> I don't... I feel almost a little bit better about that thing you worry about sometimes when you're in the shower, when you freak yourself out, and you're like, what? I'm definitely going to get murdered yeah. in the a shower. What? Yeah. You've never had that thought? No, I'm too busy shampooing my fine hair i never have that thought because paul holes is with me <laughs> paul holes is always with me <laughs> no you're right. like okay i'm glad at least emily has some idea what i'm talking about sometimes you just picture your yeah. you know bloody horrible death you in the hear shower a noise. like yeah yeah and someone's gonna yeah. come in with a knife and stab you yeah oh i fell in the shower today what jesus cat <laughs> yeah i also fell getting into the car i did are you good today or what? i like ripped off some of my I'm pet sitting for my mother while she's in Canada, and I straight up ripped a part of the fucking bathroom wall oh, no. trying to grab myself. Holy shit. Obviously, I'm fine. I didn't hit my head, so, like, concussion? <laughs> nah, probably not. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole thing that happened, and I, do you need I was your... not thinking of murder. Not even time. once? Not even once. You might need to get your inner ear checked. I gotta get a lot of things checked, You're dude. Right. <laughs> Hey, can I tell you guys a story from today? Yeah, if I can then tell one. Yeah, here, you know what? You should start. I was called a child today. Whoa, in a, in a, uh, how is that good? Never Not mind. Good. Yeah. <laughs> there was an angry white dude. Oh no. I'm shocked. He didn't want to touch the check-in computers because he was like, I don't know when the last time this was sanitized. And I'm like, this morning and you're the first one to touch it, bitch. The computer doesn't have coronavirus, sir. I hope you said yep. bitch. And I was like, this morning. And he's like, well, you're going to need to come around and check me in. And I'm wow. like, 
If you have that much of an issue with it, you don't need to check in. I'd rather you get coronavirus yeah, like, than I'm me. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not leaving from behind this desk because you're already aggressive and weird there, and I'm alone. There so. aren't even any confirmed cases in this area right now. Right. Like, what the fuck right. is wrong with you? So <laughs> I let the person know that he's seeing that he's here and he starts like going off on me. And then he like apologizes for not touching the computer. I didn't say anything. And he just immediately went on this tirade about how disrespectful I am. Oh, great. And it's how a I am a keyboard. I am a child talking to a man. Oh, God. And I better oh. show him the right amount of respect. Oh, my God. I love it when people do that, when it's like they they're assholes. Then they apologize. But when they don't oh. get the response for apologizing yep. that they think they deserve the classic triple threat, they immediately uh-huh. then go into this like derogatory bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, my dude, you were at a place obviously to get help finding a job so right. like let's you're not uh <laughs> sorry my animals are fighting <laughs> what the fuck they're going insane out there because this is what they do uh but yeah it's true you're not uh killing it in life no. exactly right now um and that's okay but like don't be a dick to the people who are trying to help you yeah. so don't be a dick like full stop yeah. in general period yeah this is definitely not the climate to be entitled in just, yeah christ just, just um, maybe stop just maybe stop. Coronavirus will kill him before it kills you. So yep. just, you know, you can rest on that anyway. I will. <laughs> Sleeping like a baby. Yep. All right. Mine What's is yours? not. I mean, it doesn't segue super well because <laughs> mine does not have to do with coronavirus fucking for once. There Whoa. hasn't been a single thing I've said or heard or listened to or, or, or watched at all in the last three days that hasn't been about coronavirus. Yeah. But this was crazy to me. I was talking to a coworker. We have had so few people calling in that half our team is constantly off the phones, like Y cording it's called because you're on a cord where you can both hear the same call, but only one person can talk. Yeah. Um, and I have a girl who I was trained with who constantly Y chords with me. She's fine. Maybe she likes you. Well, it's not her choice, but anyway, she, I was talking to another girl about, Jeffrey Dahmer. We were just randomly mentioning. As you do, yeah. Because I think yeah. it was like, actually, this does have to do with coronavirus. No! Oh no! My God. Because it's the post where it's like, huh, coronavirus Ayo. has only killed like 26 people. And the, like, it's not, Jeffrey Dahmer ate more people than that. Like, you guys can calm down. And I was like, first of all, I'm pretty sure everything about that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> everything about that statement was incorrect. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, I still don't believe he ate the people. Nope. I still don't believe nope. it. Do you think not, he just said that shit? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I he was believe. he was absolutely looking for shock value mm-hmm. and he wanted people to believe it, but he was too much of a little bitch. Yes. I believe he probably tried. I it. don't like Jeffrey Dahmer. Eat yeah. me I'm yourself, glad you he's coward. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this woman knew everything about him. Everything. She's we probably just... one of those people that was with the dowsing rod, like in Milwaukee, walking down the block, being like, oh. his spirit's with us. She, she ran into him at the courthouse. Oh. That is her story. She was like there with her mother, and there were guards all around at one point, and she was like, what's going on? And she turned to like, she was wandering around. She turned to sort of leave, and she How runs old? right into Jeffrey Dahmer. And her, smack the down. Guards, yeah, the guards like push her out of the way. Yeah. yeah, she ran into him. Like, that was her story. So we're talking about that. And then the girl who's Y courting with me next to me, she's like, am I slow? I have no idea who you guys are talking about. <gasps> the first person Ooh. I have ever met who has never heard of Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, I may get him and Ted Bundy mixed up, but I do know who he is. You recognize the name. Yeah. You at least go, something icky about that, that one. That guy did a bad. <laughs> 
the Jeffrey right? Dahmer story. She literally, I just looked at her like, are you fucking kidding me? Because then I had an opportunity to tell someone for the first time about Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, that's rare. I kept getting interrupted by calls, but <laughs> I did get to be like, he, she, he. Just like, thank you for calling. And then you hang up. Okay. So this dude like <laughs> actually didn't eat people. So. <laughs> but he did put heads in his freezer. Yes. I didn't want to actually mention that because like the other woman was right there and she was like very insistent that he ate a bunch of people. And I was just like, I'm not going to argue with you about this. <laughs> this is such a stupid thing to argue about. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just thought that was fascinating that yeah. there's somebody out there in the world. I mean, there's probably plenty of people out there in the probably. world. Probably. But I've never met them. Yeah. Until but not today. Our, yeah, Until today. Not in your social circle, so who gives a shit? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've managed to talk about coronavirus like six times already. We're going to probably talk about it a little more. Oh, Probably. Like, look, we get it. It's we out get there. it, guys. It's out there. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's bad. It's all anyone's seeing. You're probably sick of it. We're not going to dwell. So much toilet paper. So much toilet paper. I had to buy toilet paper yesterday, and it was an hour-plus-long adventure to fucking find toilet paper. Why is it... Fuck this shit. Why is it toilet paper that's going... I Why isn't it, like, fucking pasta or, like, fucking no, Kansas no, soup? Are people because as- it's respiratory, guys! Like, I understand the Lysol. I, I get that. That makes logical sense to me. But, like, yeah. are they just gonna all shit their pants? What's I going get, on? I get it being one of the things of, like, I'm not leaving the house for a while. And therefore, I will need basics. Yeah. Sure. Toilet paper is one of those things. Get a 12-pack. Right. Get a regular amount of toilet paper. You're not going to be just like blasting out of your ass <laughs> the entire time. 126 <laughs> rolls of toilet paper for two weeks. Yeah. Do you have a small like country living in yeah. your fucking like, unless house? Unless you've got like 18 people in your house and you're all going to quarantine at the same fucking time. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, or yeah. a reality TV show. Mm. Mm. No. So, but this informed our topics. It did. And I actually messaged Taylor mm-hmm. and I was like, is this too morbid <laughs> to talk about basically an infection during this, during this? But then what did I say? Fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be here to be like, she's no, also going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not talking about coronavirus, but it did inform today. Shall we? Shall we? I'm Let's excited. do some stories. Am I going? First? I, I believe so. you are. I think so. Yeah. All right. Awesome. <clears throat> I'm so scared. I'm genuinely so really We gon' die. This, like, <laughs> with everything going on in the world, Taylor and I seem to have the same thought about topics tonight. Yep. So COVID-19 or whatever the fuck we're calling it. Bird stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Should be taken seri- seriously. Mm-hmm. So you know what toilet paper and a pocket full of posies won't save you from? Are we doing the plague? Is this the bubonic plague? This is some dank rat shit. Oh no. The Black Death. Hell right. yeah. This is going to put some shit in perspective, honestly. Cause like, yeah. Remember when uh, we used to have diseases where people's flesh would run off their bodies or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Why it was literally it. called the Black Death. Yeah. Ooh. Let's do it. Symptoms of the bubonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say it like that the whole fucking <laughs> Include time. Swollen lymph nodes, which can be as large as chicken eggs. Holy That's shit. That's in your throat, lymph, right? Lymph nodes are in your groin, armpit, and neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. if you've ever, mm. like, in yeah. your hip bones, yes. like, you can sort of feel around there. Yeah. I thought you had two, and they were, oh, I'm thinking of tonsils. <laughs> you're incredible. <laughs> I love you so much, and you're beautiful. But, 
those aren't the only symptoms. Those are just really the most noticeable ones that sure. differentiate from everything else. Sure. I mean, death would be a pretty. I mean, you don't get there symptom. quickly. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, slow death. Mm. Pain areas include the abdomen or in your muscles. Cough can sometimes come with blood. Your whole body gets fevers, chills, fatigue, or malaise. Oh, for when you, just, overall feeling of not good when you need a fainting couch <laughs> sometimes there's diarrhea sometimes there's nausea sometimes there's vomiting not solved by pepto-bismol also common mm. bleeding delirium headache phlegm or shortness of breath so it's saturday night now what are you doing on your saturday you Get may think that we're going to jump back to talk about this during the medieval times, like the 13th um, to 14th centuries. Uh, not with this and show. And talk about how not to handle the plague and how the millions upon millions upon millions of people died and quarantines and people being boarded into their houses with the dead. Are you going to fucking sit here and talk to us about a more recent than that? It was November of 2002. No what fucking the fuck? way. This is an episode of House. <laughs> it's really lupus. Is. Not, no. <laughs> Actually, it's the plague. I am going to actually talk about two survivors. Oh, of the bubonic plague. Oh, I love this already. Two different years. That's, I was told. Don't worry. Yeah. It was the weekend of the New York City Marathon. Lucinda Uh Marker and her husband, John Tall, were visiting from New Mexico. Quote, we were going to watch the marathon and it was that morning that we woke up feeling ill. We'd been there since Friday night. Our initial thought was that we were hungover or possibly had the flu. Love it when you can't tell the difference between being hungover <laughs> or having the flu. That's a bad hangover, guys. Yep. Maybe chill it out. So they quarantined <laughs> themselves for two, uh, two days in a hotel room and mm-hmm. had chills and a fever. Quote, it felt like your skin hurt. Ooh. I never felt that kind of aches and pains. Total lack of energy. Malaise. 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 It was a chore just to get to the bathroom. She went out to get some juice and could barely carry the bag back to the room. Oh, my God, I bet. Jesus. Well, if your skin hurts, then yeah. At one point, Lucinda recalled her husband saying, quote, I hope we don't have the plague. (laughs) No, 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 no. He did not straight up say that. Because he wasn't joking. Did he have They were familiar with the plague. Oh, shit. Because it lurked in the deserts of northern New Mexico. Of course it did. It's New Mexico. We knew the plague was in the area that summer. (laughs) They had been vigilant about keeping their their dogs clean of fleas. Right? It comes in on fleas, right? It comes in on fleas. That's why the rats carried it in. Yep. And they carried it in and then the fleas bit the people. Right. And then they got the plague. Fucking A. Great ghost song, by the way. Rats. They were never able to pinpoint the source of the fleas that infected them, but they presumed they were bitten while hiking. By their third day in New York, the pain was getting worse. Quote, I was getting this intense pain in the groin area, and then I felt a swelling, and I thought it was a lymph node. John said he had the same thing, and I felt his, and it was much smaller. Mine was getting larger and hot and more painful. Oh, God, that's so terrifying. I'd be like, it's going to explode in there. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. What if it does? I was getting these feelings of impending doom. Oh, no. Something was wrong. Something was terribly wrong. Oh, God. Did they go to the doctor? Might call that an uh uh-oh feeling. Oh, you're right, actually. Just a little bit of an uh uh-oh feeling. The next morning. Oh, no. They called their doctor at home. And listed off their symptoms. 
that's when they call three fucking days into this. And their doctor well, maybe they thought it told was them flu. to go to a hospital in New York. No shit. Quickly. She, I mean, she's <laughs> saying she's got an uh-oh. The doctor theory. didn't say plague, but like. But he was like, you got to just fucking motor. not like, say plague. Yeah. Get your fucking ass in there and be very clear that you need to be quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> their hotel suggester suggested Dr. Ronald Primas, who was a travel medicine specialist. Hmm. So he's probably seen some weird shit. Yeah. He too has Things been in a caravan <laughs> out and about. Primus did offer to make a house call, but they were like, no, we're, we're coming to the hospital. Like just, just in case we're coming to the hospital. Wouldn't Fair. that mean you infected everyone? You're just, no, like, I'm going to get to that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoils. <laughs> <laughs> Quote from the doctor. They came in looking pretty ill. They were feverish and exhausted. As soon as the doctor saw Lucinda's lymph nodes, he said, quote, it was classic boobo. <laughs> I have never boobo. seen boobo only in textbooks, but I recognized it. It's Justin Bieber's boobo. new hit. <laughs> he sent the couple chill. to the Beth Israel Hospital <laughs> and alerted the CDC and the health officials. Yeah, you gotta tell everybody. <laughs> you gotta tell everyone you got boobo. Dude, y'all, it's boobo. <laughs> we got boobo up in here. Quote, <laughs> you have to understand the psyche of the time. Everyone was on high alert. It was a year post 9-11, mm. a year after the anthrax scare. Oh, that's very oh, shit, true. I remember that. They were, in the top, they were in top security mode. A nurse was screaming, get her into a room. She's contagious. There was hysteria. Oh, that's no. so cool to keep calm and then hear that shit. Yeah, like, the nurse really shouldn't. Here's the thing. Fun fact. Oh, no. Fun fact. The bubonic plague, a.k.a. the Black Death. No, 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 no. Bubo. The boobo. Thank you so much. Is only contagious by animal or insect bites or stings. Really? Yes. Hmm. It cannot be passed person to person. Really? Yes. So you can't cough and be like, I'm sorry, I got boobo on you? Yeah. So when it killed all those people... They were passing like fleas. There were just that many fucking fleas around. I mean, hygiene wasn't exactly a thing in the 13th century, Taylor. Everybody goddamn <laughs> had fleas, and that's the real problem. Yeah. Wow, no, didn't disgusting. the Dutch, I think it was the Dutch during the medieval ages, uh, when that shit was going around. They were People like, got creative. They were No, but they were like the only like country that, never got, that never got it, because yeah. their hygiene was like off the yeah. fucking charts. A lot charts. of places went on full lockdowns, and they had like travel, basically passports of stamps of where you've been and where you've come. And, like, medical evaluations yeah. by the plague doctors before you could enter a city. That makes sense. Like, full lockdowns. Yeah, you'd have and to. And it was mostly being carried in by ships, so. Right. Yeah, because Venice was on lockdown. Yeah, so port cities were Who. fucked first. Oh, absolutely. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought it yeah. was still yeah. transmutable between people. That's really that's, interesting. That's wild. That's a good boobo fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boobo fact. <laughs> boobo fact number two. <laughs> number one is that it's called boobo. <laughs> it was the summer of 2012. Oh, oh no. Oh no. That's much more recent. Oh no. Wait. Do not make fun of this guy's last name, you fuckers. <laughs> oh. Paul, on, we're already we're holding hands. We've been called out so hard it hurts, but also we're going to. <laughs> no, you're not. He's one of our survivors. We are nice to the survivors. Well, yeah, you but, will uh, just not get do this. Okay, what's his name? Paul Gaylord. <laughs> <laughs> Lived in rural Oregon. 
just need a minute. At the foot of the Cascade Mountains. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, that's very funny, but the, the name has lost its sheen because if you've seen Meet the Parents, that's like that's like Ben Stiller's name is Gaylord Fokker. And it's, like, that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard at the time. But now no, I'm like, whatever. It's less the name and more that Emily had to preface it. Yeah, and she's like, just waiting here. So, like, just, I'm so ready for us to be done already. I'm sorry. Paul's cat, Charlie, mm-hmm. had gone missing for a few days. Oh, no. Quote, he showed up on a Saturday night and it looked like he had a mouse or something in his mouth. Oh, no. Paul tried to take the mouse out and while doing so scratched his finger on the cat's tooth. Oh. The next day, okay. Charlie the cat was swollen and lethargic. Oh. oh no. Paul felt the best thing to do was to put him to sleep. And it hit him the following day while at work. Quote, I went to work and I had a fever of 103. Why would you go to work, dude? He then oh, went damn. to urgent care. Capitalism. Where they treated him with antibiotics, but they treated him for the antibiotics for cat scratch fever. Oh, that's oh. a thing? Yes. Oh. I mean, just generally getting some sort of illness yeah. from having an open wound from an animal's mouth is yep. totally a thing. Well, yeah, but it didn't. But it, I just Paul thought that was, huh. was feeling better, but mm-hmm. several days later it hit again. While he and his wife were driving, his wife looked at him and he was all gray and sweaty. Oh, no. He went back to urgent care. The doctor looked at him and was like, you're too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. I can't deal with your negative yep. vibes right now. <laughs> no, it was literally the doc. Yeah. And the <laughs> doctor much. sent him to the emergency room. The vibes are off. You have yeah. to go to the ER. I'm sorry. You have to go to the ER. Sir, I, I did a vibe check. It's inconclusive. <laughs> I can't handle what you're presenting I mean, with. If he's at, yeah, he's at like express care. You know, yeah. if you walk in to express care in the I festival have. with the, the fucking plague or the something like, if you have anything but strep, that's just the place to go where you have strep yep. when you have strep. Just because they, they can be like, yeah, you have strep and you don't have to go in anywhere. That's the only time you go in there. Otherwise, I, if you walk in there with the plague, that fucking 19 year old pimply bastard who sits behind there and has no medical degree is yep. going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Yep. I'm so sad for them right now. So they walked into the ER and he was told he had the plague. I just, I want to be a fly on the wall for that fucking, like, I'm not, I'm not being funny. Like, I genuinely want to know, like, how that conversation. His reaction be told, being told he had the plague was, quote, I thought it was pretty reasonable. I felt pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> so he just went, yeah, no, that scans. That does, that tracks and scans. Absolutely. Of course I have this. Back oh to God. Lucinda. Mm-hmm. She and her husband were immediately isolated and treated with antibiotics. Nice. Quote, for me, the antibiotics started working right away. But her husband went into a coma within oh. hours of arrival. Oh, oh no. fuck. They kept saying, your husband is very, very ill. But when I saw him in a coma, I got it. He was given less than a 1% chance of survival. Ooh. Holy shit. While Lucinda was able to make a recovery within days, her husband's body fought off infection after infection. This is going to be gross, y'all. This is why it's called the Black Death. Oh, no. His toes, fingernails, ears, and nose had begun to develop gangrene. His lungs and his entire body went into sepsis. Holy shit. So for anyone who doesn't know what gangrene looks like, I mean, don't Google it. 
It's please, please nasty. Don't it. Please don't Google it. Please don't Google it. Yeah, for but your own basically, sake. your extremities start to turn black. Yuck. And it's kind of like with frostbite, where it's the furthest away from your heart is the first to start to go. It's like a circulation thing, yep. right? So, oh, that's why it's normally like feet that gotta go mm-hmm. first. Oh, that makes it's sense. The furthest yeah, yeah, point yeah. away from your right. heart. So while the gangrene in her husband's fingernails, ears, and nose began to reverse, it persisted in his feet. Mm. It continued to be an ongoing source of infection, and Lucinda had to make the difficult decision to let doctors amputate. That's fair, though. After a certain point, it's like, that'll just kill the rest of you. Yep. Especially if his body was already going septic. Mm Mm-hmm. Which can kill you in hours. I can't believe that they were both had this thing and she just like turned it right around and he was just yeah completely taken by yeah, it. Yeah. Like I'm wondering if he had any like complications beforehand just in general. Or, Thankfully like, or just his body. Couldn't do it. Yep. Damn. He had it worse somehow. Yeah. Two ticks bit him instead of one or some <laughs> shit. I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah, so her husband wouldn't wake up from his coma until the end of December. So like over a month Shit. he had no legs at this point correct no feet no feet. just they okay. didn't take okay. his whole okay. legs okay that's that's decent i mean still so i mean it sucks but yeah <laughs> <laughs> quote what blew him away was the loss of time he missed thanksgiving and christmas Aww. the reality of the amputation didn't really sink in because up to that point he couldn't see his feet oh it wasn't until the rehab months later that it all sunk in that's Oh, shit. So fair. Like, the first moment you think, I would like to stand up now. Yep, and then, It just doesn't work. You can't. Like, ugh. Back to Paul. Paul was immediately sent to the intensive care unit, where he was put on a ventilator because his lungs had stopped working. That was fucking quick. Yeah, very. That's why he was looking gray. Mm -hmm. Your lungs don't work. They just ain't doing it. Yep. (laughs) The hospital felt that his case was too much for them to handle. You're too much. (laughs) You're too much. And they sent him to another hospital about 50 miles from his home. Oh, Christ. By that evening, he was on full life support and fell into a coma for the next 27 days. So he was just like finger snap, bam, down for the count. Absolutely ruined by that immediately. And those... Fuckers in New York stayed in their hotel room for three days and didn't call a doctor. Yeah, and they were like, we were a little under the weather. Uh, yeah, we thought we might have had the plague, but like... Uh. Like, here's the thing. The symptoms that they were presenting sounds a hell of a lot like the flu. Until oh, a yeah, giant no, for fucking sure. lymph node. At which point they called it. the doctor. Until, like, you know, oh. gangrene kind of looms over. Like, they were already in the hospital when the gangrene didn't you hit. didn't say, like, she was, like, she had the impending doom thing, and then the next day they called the doctor. It's like, call No, she that. had the impending doom, and then she felt her lymph nodes, and then it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's better, because, like, that's... And then called the doctor. Oh, my God, please go to the doctor. Jesus. <laughs> so, after 27 days in a coma, mm-hmm. Paul woke up. And says, quote, when I woke up, I couldn't lift my arms up. I lost 30 pounds. I just wanted some water. They wouldn't let me have some water. That's all I could think about. All At the time, I just wanted something to drink. Why wouldn't they give him water? Probably couldn't ingest it. They were probably giving it to him. And he, had, oh, he was literally in a like coma. A and he had tubes everywhere. Oh, okay. okay so okay. his body probably couldn't have handled that. Um, it was only after he woke up that his limbs began to develop gangrene. 
Oh no! Great. Afterward, after least, oh, to be in a coma through that would be better. <laughs> Good yeah. news, I'm up. Bad news, that shit's black on my toes. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I'm watching it happen. He Awful. says, "When I saw them, it looked like a tight fist of black. It's weird how it just started curling up." He stayed at home for a month and a half before his toes and fingers had to be amputated. The body horror involved in Yeah, this is a Saw movie. Literally slowly watching your body rot away. Holy shit. Awful. Lucinda, quote, The rehab months were unbelievable. It was like he was a baby learning how to do everything again. We learned how to lift the wheelchair into the trunk of the car together. We became a team at Living Life. It really brought us so much closer together. Oh, that's good. Unfortunately, her husband died of cancer a year later. Seriously? So we survived the plague. Yeah. And then... Damn. Or like two years later. Damn. Man, that guy couldn't catch a break. Yeah. That fucking sucks. Quote from Paul. If I close my eyes, it feels like they are still there. In terms of his missing toes and fingers. Mm. After the amputation, I was non-weight-bearing, so I laid in bed for a long time. I had several follow-up surgeries after the amputations, but now I'm doing good. I can do almost anything. And there's, like, a picture of him in the article, like, doing things mm-hmm. with his stumps. Sure, just figuring out how to... Stump yeah, touchers. that's awesome. Just, like, very capable. Awesome, yeah. Getting good it. Good for him. We stand, Paul. It's very hard to walk without toes, guys. Like, I would without your big toe, your balance is mm-hmm. crazy off. Yeah. You yeah. must have to relearn so much. Yep. So, so much. he had to learn how to walk again. Wow. Yep. Yeah. In and this just house, everything. we Paul. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Nothing but respect for my Paul Gaylord. Yeah. He, <laughs> he has prosthetics, but he doesn't use them because they hurt, which oh. is a complaint I've heard a lot. Yeah. Sure. They haven't really made those in a lot of cases, super comfortable. I mean, I, I don't think you can like line all that shit with a cushion and you know, nope. they have Not to be strapped the, yeah. well enough to work. Like, yep. Yeah. yeah. That hurts. I'm sure. He says he still has chronic pain in his hands and feet, but he said, quote, it beats the alternative. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Man, he lived through so much shit. He did. I literally cannot imagine, like, looking down at your feet and, like, watching them rot. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, I can't with this. Just knock me out again for another month. I'd rather. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, No thanks. Yeah. I can't believe, like, I know it can happen again episode of house but it's super weird to hear about the plague now like i can't let's give people more fears on this one yeah do you guys have more fears yet do you want some tips for plague prevention yes always wash your fucking hands that's not gonna help with the plague this is the only one (laughs) this is literally the only one that doesn't matter i was was just trying to be helpful (laughs) reduce rodent habitats around your home workplace and recreational areas by removing brush, rock piles, junk, cluttered firewood, and possible rodent food supplies such as pet and wild animal food. Mm. Wear gloves if you are handling or skinning potentially infected animals to prevent mm. contact between your skin and the plague bacteria. Fair. Use Just the wild ones. repellent if you think you could be exposed to rodent fleas during activities such as camping, hiking, or working outdoors. These people, like, all got the plague hiking. So that's just, like, another reason to not go outside. I never fucking hike. I love hiking. Products containing DEET can be applied to the skin as well as clothing. And products containing permethrin can be applied to the clothing. 
Just and then make sure you keep fleas off your pets. Nice. Both my animals had fleas, but I don't think any of the fleas had plague. I think I'd know. No. Well, yeah, yeah, you're cool yeah. now. You're no. not in a coma. So. We would all yeah. know. Yeah, you would have called it immediately. It's you up. got plague. You got bitch. boobo. Yeah, you got that boobo. You're too much. You gotta go. <laughs> you, you gotta go with there that There are also, like, apparently some of the hiking trails had, like, warning signs about the plague. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, at that point, it's not their fault, but also, like, listen to warnings, guys. Yeah, it's, like, some, it's probably people being like, there's no way it would happen to me. Yeah, yeah except so fine. they hiked on a trail. I'm just like skimming through the notes mm-hmm. that actually had like a piece of paper stapled to the sign that warned that plague had been confirmed in rodents on the trail. Yeah. So guys don't do that. Yeah. Just be like, yep. Straight. Fuck that. Like, I know you're not doing tips anymore on this podcast, but like, here's a tip. Don't do that. Don't do that thing. <laughs> we still kind of do tips. Just listen, to, listen to pieces of paper stapled. No, don't, don't like, do that explicitly, but no. like <laughs> some pieces of paper stapled to things. Only some of them. If they warn you of plague in the area. Maybe listen. Yeah. Just on the off chance. Bad times. Bad times all around. Don't get the plague, please. I love you all. Guys, don't get the plague. Don't boobo this. By the way, we didn't say what we were drinking. Hams. Oh, we didn't. Hams. Hams. You know it's only hams a dollar. Is a dollar? It's only a dollar. It's a dollar, except when you buy a 30 rack and then it's 33 cents. I'm sorry. Did you just say? Oh, wait. Hang on. Like. The can amounts to 33 cents. Yes. That makes way more sense. <laughs> yeah. Each beer is like 33 cents. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. And it's cheap and I love it. It's carbonated wheat water. And I appreciate that about it. All right. Y'all bitches ready to get a little sad? Once again, I apologize. I love the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone ready? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I do need your consent that I can get a little sad. (laughs) Fuck it. What? Well, like, sad about what? Is this true crime? No. Oh, man. We're back on the same shit. I know. I just really, really, really wanted to do this. Before you you start, can I pee real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Time out. Here. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. I got a urinate. And we're back. <laughs> Taylor, tell me a story. Mm. You want a story? Spin me a yarn, miss. Weave me a something. There's a <laughs> Weave me a legend, a myth, if you will. Um, we are all but travelers on your path of stories, maiden. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's fucking do this. Yeah, let's do <laughs> it. Let's, let's, get do sad. it. let's do it. Let's do it. Boom. The Ebola virus. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> Oh no, you're doing Ebola. So go fuck yourself. That is um, so much worse than the plague. <laughs> I mean, arguably. That's the one like, with dirty water, right? That's uh, the one that like kills you in 24 hours. Great. With yeah. like no cure right it's, now. It's like unless really it's nasty. Changed. There was a there's a vaccine created, I believe. Oh I think good. I prefer yeah. that to the black. But like plague, once you honestly. get it, you're fucked. You're pretty yeah. fucking fucked. But like it'll we'll only last 24 hours, and then it won't no, fucking matter. No, no, no. You are only alive for about 24 hours once you get if it. You get it really bad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a solid cutoff point. I appreciate that. Other than that, it's, with it's a lot of suffering, but it is quick. It, but if you go on treated it's quick there's yeah, a lot of oh, okay. it's whew. yeah 
Like, so, don't get me wrong. I don't want any of this, but, like, if I had to pick. And, like, yeah. things swell, and it's just... I'd rather have this than watch my toes fall off. Yeah, that's know? kind of what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah. This is this is not good, though. Well, let's get into it. So it first appeared in 1976, according to the World Health Organization, who I'm just going to call who from now on. Back then, when it first appeared, there were two simultaneous outbreaks, one of which was in the Democratic Republic of Congo in a village near the Ebola River, which is why we call it that. Oh, shit. And it's also why we don't call that river that much anymore. (laughs) Yeah, do you need anything? I'm going to go fishing on Ebola. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) It has an indigenous name that we should have been calling it all along anyway. Shocker. So let's just not. Mm Mm-hmm. The virus came from contact with particular animals like chimps, gorillas, porcupines, and fruit bats. And those are like, fruit bats especially, they're just like natural hosts of Ebola. They just have it and it's fine. It's just there? Yeah. Like they're born with it? Yeah. Basically. What the I mean, fuck? They just, they just house it. it in them and it's part Maybe of Maybe it's them. Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, spread among humans through direct contact with blood or bodily fluids or an object contaminated with blood or bodily fluids. Okay. Uh, Hang on. Can I just ask this? Did somebody try to fuck a monkey? I can't say that for sure. There's a lot of ways you can come in contact with an animal. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I just, you know, maybe. But like maybe somebody got... This originated in Africa, right? Yes. That's some white people nonsense. (laughs) No, that's why it probably wasn't. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Anyways, continue. Moving on. So we in the world have battled this virus a lot. We've heard of it. Um, We know that it's very easy to transmute and difficult to cure. Yep. It can even be difficult to diagnose as it's hard to distinguish between other common diseases at first, like typhoid uh, fever, malaria, and meningitis. Damn it, I knew I should have done typhoid Mary. I almost (laughs) did typhoid Mary. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, if she did typhoid Mary, there's our connection. I had it. Okay. It's fine. It's totally fine. So the initial things are like fatigue, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, followed by like vomiting, rash. It's... You look like you kind of have the flu for a while. Yeah. Or a ton of other illnesses. I feel like like, this is how like 90% of this shit starts out of like, Mm -hmm. nah, I just have the flu. And then it's just like, no, no, I'm just joking. I don't have the flu. I don't have the flu. Everything is, yeah, like flu-like symptoms right up until the point where Where it's not. not. Yeah. It's even been misdiagnosed in people who are just pregnant. So (laughs) I'm sorry, Ebola? (laughs) Imagine just being pregnant and they tell you you have Ebola. Oh my fucking God. Holy shit. Oh, like, no. I, I, don't, I don't mean to make light of the situation at all, but that is fucking incredible. Isn't that awful? <laughs> oh, my God. So it was in 2013, 14 times uh, that we all started hearing about Ebola, at least as much as like my millennial ass remembers, because, again, no, there same. were outbreaks before, but I don't remember them. I was not born. So this one was big, though. This was kind of a huge deal. That one was the largest resurgence since it was discovered, a huge outbreak often called the Western Africa Ebola virus epidemic. You can recall, though, like it was mostly in Western Africa. However, it affected various people from all over the world, mostly people who traveled to Western Africa and then went home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Um, now, like the now times. Yeah. It really didn't spread once it left that area, though. It was treated. Oh, okay. In, we were really worried. We had a few people come into America who had Ebola to get treated here, and everyone was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill us all. That super didn't happen. So everyone can just calm the fuck down. All right. So 
Um, what you may not have heard, though, which I didn't know either, is that there is an outbreak. There was an outbreak in 2018-19 as well. Like Hold that the whole fuck area. up. And the, the Democratic Republic of Congo is dealing with its second largest epidemic of Ebola right now. What? Like, it's still happening. It's still happening. So it, like it never yeah. left for them? It did. Or is it, it's okay. coming back. Research, yeah. And then there was war. That is a little thing and that happened, yes. there was another war. That is another thing that happened. And then there's still an ongoing war. And like that kind of fucks up eradicating things. Yeah. Fair. Just got deep. Don't do wars, guys. <sighs> don't do a whole war. Don't do don't do yeah. a little and, war. I mean, don't do a half war. Don't do a war. <laughs> <laughs> the virus originates from this area. So like it's gonna it's it's gonna keep happening. <laughs> like and they just don't have the supplies to really keep it at bay. So they're fighting it right now. So maybe keep that in mind. Maybe look that up every once in a while. Yep. See how they're doing. Donate to your doctors without borders. Yeah. Various they organizations are literally there fighting it. Yeah. Hmm? I just said the same thing you guys did, but in <laughs> French. <laughs> so, we're going to focus on that 2013 outbreak, though, the one everybody knows about. It lasted technically until 2016, according to the World Health Organization. <laughs> and it infected as many as 29,000 people. Jesus. There were 11,323 deaths. Which brings Holy the suspected shit. mortality rate of this virus to 40%. That's, that's insane. Insane. That, my that notes is almost. Say that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is just, literally almost a coin toss. To yes. put it yes. in perspective, like somebody could just toss a coin and be like, now nah, you're going to die. And like, that's right? pretty much almost your odds. And it's like, like, we don't even know, especially at first. It's like, no, we don't know what to do. You yeah. might die. You might not. We don't We don't know. fucking know. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Fucking insane. So just to put it in perspective, the mortality rate for the coronavirus mm -hmm. outside of China is one to five percent. Right. And Ebola was what again? 40%. 40%. Now, I'm not good at math, but I'm just going to go <laughs> out on a fucking like limb. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Hypothetically, just as a side tangent, hypothetically, the longer coronavirus goes that number will go up i mean that will go up the oh, yeah. longer it goes i mean that's that's this bound to happen years. with i mean if you look at the mortality rate of the flu sure mm -hmm. like it goes up you, oh yeah you're gonna die from but, but this like one, this one will also continue to probably go up right mm -hmm. this one right now like the coronavirus right now like the vast majority of people do get better Ebola, that was just not the case everyone was just everyone fucked. was pretty fucked yeah, yeah. And if you lived you're pretty fucked We'll talk Is that about a that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoilers. So, it also left many people, over 17,000, as survivors of the Ebola virus, and, so, and many of them suffered long-term after effects of wow. the virus. They created a term for it. That's how many of them had this. It's called post-Ebola virus syndrome. Wow. Syndromes of this included eye pain, blurred vision, total vision loss, hearing loss, Difficulty swallowing and sleeping, memory loss, and confusion. Oof, duh. That Eat, is affecting like, a lot of shit in your brain. And that's mm -hmm. like after, after. It's all like, yeah. ding, ding, you're, you're cured. Oh, shit. You're supposedly have fought off the virus. However, one of the reasons they think this happens is because of the persistence of the virus in certain parts of the body. Like your eyeballs, 
Yeah. And certain glands can Ooh, just hold, hold the virus. So you, your eye can test positive for Ebola and you're negative. Yep. What the fuck? No, no, Viruses are fucked up. They're super fucked up. One thing who mentioned in its <laughs> page on <laughs> Ebola was um, healthcare workers have frequently been infected while treating patients with suspected or confirmed Ebola virus. Um, this occurs through con- close contact with patients when infection control precautions are not strictly practiced. So we're going to talk about that really okay. quick. So somebody who's a caregiver of those with Ebola falling victim to Ebola themselves. Yep. I mean, it happened a lot. It happened a it lot. It happens with pretty much every outbreak is the caretakers mm-hmm. are the first ones to... Yeah. Y- you can take all the precautions you want. Yeah. Like, it's very hard for at least one or two people not to just... Yeah. It's get. You're just fucking with it all the damn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these people are wearing... Exposure. Yeah. These people are wearing hazmat suits. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they still... One little thing. Mm-hmm. So, during the Ebola outbreak of 2013 to 16, when everyone was freaking out, during that outbreak, there were a total of 10 people treated in America. That's what we were just saying. It's like a total of 10. This is yeah. one of them. And those are the people that you were like seeing the news reports of like someone confirmed with Ebola that exactly. was on this flight. And some, yeah, some people choose Everyone to else in that airport. Yeah. when that happens. Because yeah, I do not blame them. People are scared of you. People mm-hmm. are scared. People mm-hmm. are going to target you. People are going to be angry People are going to do stupid shit. Yep. This person is one who chose to remain anonymous until like 2019. And then I found articles of him talking about his story. So now his name is out there. His name That's is smart. Preston Gorman. Hi, Preston. Hi, What's Preston. up, Preston? He was born outside of Dallas, Texas. He grew up in an evangelical family. So when he grew up, he trained to be a firefighter and then a, para- a paramedic and then finally a physician assistant. Oh, nice. So he just like did some shit. Yeah. And he had a lot of training. It's um, nice when the PAs are also paramedics. Legit. Yeah. They've really, they've really been through some like. Yep. They, they have work both seen sides. Mm-hmm. some shit. Yep. So he's got chops. And so when in 2015, when the Ebola virus was like really striking hard by that point in West Africa, we were all talking about it. uh, Preston's training and his faith told him that he was like, I should go over there. I'm the right kind of person to do this. Yeah. So he quit his job. Um, Quote, he said, I think having been a firefighter, having been a paramedic, I was used to running into situations where everybody else was running out. And that's what I did. So in March of 2015, I think it's actually like late February, he gets there in March of 2015, he quits his job and he goes to Sierra Leone. The community, uh, specifically of Maforki, okay, I think, with the Partners in Health nonprofit in order to uh, receive training to help Ebola patients. So you get there, you get a training, you do some job shadowing to watch other caregivers, and then you get uh, like sent to your area where you will be a caregiver. That's it? That's all you get? I mean, it's like a couple of weeks long, but do like you... they're trying to push you out there. Yeah. Do you, does it, is this, hold on. Is, is it like something that like anyone can do to volunteer? Or do you have to have like a medical background? You probably have to have a medical okay. background. Yeah. To do okay. Things. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were just being like, oh, you want to help? Here's a two week course. Fucking go. Right. I mean, no, they I... probably wouldn't turn away help. Yeah, but, but not they, like they can that. train you on things that you can do, but like in terms of actually being okay. in the tents with people, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Yeah, that you, was my worry. But you would yeah, still legit. be exposed. Yeah, to a, it. absolutely. But he's, you still got it. Yeah, but he has the medical training, so yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a direct caregiver. 
However, though, when he is done with the training and the job shadowing, Preston is sent to a hospital in Port Loco, uh, where he is given a bunch of patients with different illnesses to care for. Like, oh. so many of the other doctors are focused on Ebola. People, yeah, he is given people with TB, malaria, broken bones. And he was never he was never supposed to meet a person with Ebola. Mm-hmm. So he didn't wear the suits you're supposed to wear. Because he wasn't in the part of the hospital that had the Ebola patients. There's And he to be... should have been immunized for everything else mm-hmm. that he was dealing with. He's triaged. The, the <laughs> Ebola people are triaged before entering the building. If they were suspected of having Ebola, they don't even enter. They go somewhere else. Yep. So, so in so theory, was, it should have worked. Yeah. In theory, he didn't have to wear one of those suits those mm-hmm, pressurized mm-hmm. fucking like medical nothing's getting the through like here 80s scientists yes like <laughs> yeah you, the, the, you've seen it yeah oh yeah we've um, all seen et uh, right <laughs> so he wasn't wearing them and uh, it was supposed to be fine but then one day he passed out during a morning meeting and was sent home that's Oops. normal people suspected pretty much regular old dehydration though sure. that's pretty common he's like just like a white dude from texas yeah who's africa. been sent to yeah. africa different so. climates working <laughs> yeah. probably 16 to 20 hour days absolutely i'd forget to take a sip so they're thinking dehydration but on the morning of march 9th the next day preston woke with a fever of 103 oop his symptoms progressed rapidly from there. He was getting sicker, like, on his way to the hospital. I'm sorry. You said that earlier, too, and it was... I kept my mouth shut for this long. Continue. I'm actually proud of you. So, no one knows how he got the disease. Still, no one knows. It'd be like that. Right. Sometimes it'd really be like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you get a bolo. He really he. He really he. He really he. But soon after, he tested positive for Ebola, and he was quarantined. And Preston was eventually taken to a British army base for further treatment, and then eventually he was placed in a weird, clear, plastic, coffin-like thing and put on a flight back to the U.S. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to go into your plastic coffin, sir? We'll be landing in 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm just wondering, did they take him on... Ginger ale? <laughs> did they take him on like an army flight i do not know exactly like how in he a got cargo that. bay not uh, like well like in the army flight cargo bay where I, there's seats yeah, i genuinely don't know i um, doubt they put him on like a passenger in a coffin in a plastic coffin they would, yeah they would have kept yeah. him did they poke like holes i know in he was in it yes it's breathable it's breathable yeah, yeah. well otherwise he'd got... be dead and we wouldn't have yeah. this point. i know he was in it when they removed him from the flight i don't know if he was in the entire flight and probably. i don't know who was with him but probably yeah what I can say is, like, during this time, there's travel to, from where he originally got sick to the base was, like, four hours. Travel to the airport from there was, like, four more hours and the 16-hour flight home. And no one went near him unless absolutely necessary. Oh, yuff. So he feels like shit already. Yeah. Because <laughs> he said, um, quote, I've got two IVs, I've got two catheters sticking out of me that I'm going to have to take with me on this damn ambulance and be all by myself the whole time. Nobody was going to get in the back. It's terrible. I've never felt that lonely. Oh. Like, yeah, just like people just shoving him places. Yeah. And then yeah. leaving. So he literally has Ebola. Yeah. All in all, Preston was in Africa for 19 days. That's that was all. a 
that was a quick hey what's up oh shit i got a bolo oh, dang. gotta get back in I this plastic it. coffin dang i went to go help with other things and then i got the thing Deuces. that i wasn't supposed to get like dude y'all i gotta oh, go i got God. ebola it's like he landed breathed the air got ebola <laughs> had to surprise leave. Yeah, ebola. Like three weeks i'm allergic to africa i'm so sorry <laughs> Poor buddy. Yeah, I feel bad for this dude. I know. So Preston landed in Virginia and was taken to the National Institute of Health, NIH, okay. or yep. me. <laughs> and me. It's a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. So Preston landed in Virginia and was taken to the National Health Institute. I'm going to do it again. Me. Thank you so much. Me. me. <laughs> to say me. Uh, where a team of over 50 medical personnel had volunteered to work with him. They have to. You can't make somebody do that. But they volunteered to work with him around the clock to save his life and also to learn as much as they could about the disease. Quote from Preston. I mean, it's, you're a monkey. A lab experiment. Yeah. The doctors, yeah. yeah. The doctors start asking all these questions about symptoms and stuff. Frankly, I was like, I really don't care about your questions. Just knock me out. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking blame that dude. Yeah. Yeah. And they did have to knock Preston out a lot with drugs. Oh. But when he was awake, he would speak on a cell phone to his mother and girlfriend, who would often sit outside his room for days oh, and no. chat and read the Bible and sing to him, oh, although no. he doesn't really remember it. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> but also... <laughs> he, no, he has, I mean, he, as long as he's actually getting medical help instead of just praying yeah. the Ebola away, yes. I don't give a shit, yeah, <laughs> personally. Exactly. Both is fine. Yeah. So then, as his breathing got worse, the doctors decided they were going to put him under for a while. Yep. And the doctor told him, quote, Preston, you're not breathing well enough. We need to intubate you. Is that mm. okay? And he remembers asking, do you think I'll ever wake up? <gasps> I believe you will, the doctor told him. So, over the course of the next (laughs) 10 days, Preston's organs would begin to fail. Great. And his brain would become inflamed. Cool. Mm -hmm. Then there was even an incident when, in sedation, Gorman thrashed around, Gorman is his last name, Preston thrashed around enough to disconnect his own breathing tube and splash blood on some (gasps) of the nurses who were thankfully dressed like head to toe in those medical hazmat suits. Oh yeah, in case shit like that happens. Mm -hmm. And then like, they have to re-intubate him immediately, but like those people are covered 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 in in blood. blood. And so other people are now trying to get the suits on to enter the room and it takes at least five minutes. Yep. So because of this oh incident, my God. They, had to, they had to bring about new protocols for all cases like this so that they could do things in emergency situations yeah. and make it faster. So I think now they probably have like people on standby in the suits just in yep. case no matter just, what. Just waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also, yeah. isn't it Ebola where you're just like bleeding from your orifices? Uh... I honestly, it doesn't mention that for him anyway. Uh, but I like, feel yes, like there's like is. a lot of oozing. Yeah, there's a lot right. of oozing of You're general. Just things. blood Ugh. is coming out of. Yeah, all of the places. It's really awful. All your fluids are a lot of places. Y'all because I mean, if it's a virus, body. It, yeah, it's trying to infect people, and yep. you infect people through bodily fluids. So he did not infect any of those nurses, by the way. Good. Thank there God. was that guy in like Texas or whatever. He accidentally infected two nurses Shit. when he had Ebola, but they were treated successfully. I believe he may have died, but mm. they lived. Um, but yes, nothing like that happened with Preston. 
So things are not looking good, Cheryl. Uh, things are not too hot, my dude. <laughs> the doctors were preparing to uh, place Preston on dialysis, mm. which keeps her kidneys running. Because yeah, I mean, if his body shutting was shutting down. Exactly. They're just trying to maintain because that's yep. kind of the point. Like at this point, we didn't know enough about Ebola to have a cure. So all we were doing ever was maintaining people's bodily functions long enough that their own bodies could launch a strong enough immune response to defeat the virus itself. So they were kind of just putting a lot of band-aids on yeah. stuff. Yeah, because I mean, at least yeah. with the the bubonic plague, the bubo, it is bacterial. Mm-hmm. So that means you can give it antibiotics. Whereas with viruses, you cannot fight that with antibiotics, mm-hmm. and those are right. those really you have to let them run their course. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's amazing that so many people's bodies are capable of this. If you can keep them up and running by, yeah. you know, putting their organs on whatever, like putting them on ventilators, putting them yeah. on dialysis, doing whatever you need to yep. do to keep their bodies running long enough that their immune system finally goes. Keep their bodies cool enough so oh, that they can it. get hot. I know how to fight this now. Yep. Can we yeah. just agree as a whole that human bodies are fucking weird? Like, yeah, they're just fucking they're weird. Insane. They're pretty impressive, yeah. to be honest. But so, yeah, that's what they were doing. With everyone at the time and Preston. And fortunately for Preston, that is what happened. Eventually, his organs began to recover. They removed the breathing tube and started allowing him to stand and walk for short periods of time. Hell yeah. Preston was moved out of isolation on April 7th. Remember, he got sick on March 9th. This is all very fast. So that's like a month. Yeah. Yeah, roughly. This happened all over the course of a month, including him being basically in a coma for like 10 of those days. Jesus. Yeah. April 7th, 2015, and two days later, he was released from the hospital. Whoa. In that time, he lost 30 pounds. Hey, same. (laughs) Same amount of weight loss from illness? Hey. (laughs) Same death drop? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, quote, I was happy to be alive, but I was now instantly confused. It was like my sense of security, stability, everything had just been stripped overnight. Is anyone going to get this? Now, it's important to note that Preston has a history of depression. Oh. Yeah. So oh, it, shit. It, this does not, it just doesn't help in no. this awful situation. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, not once is there, I, I guarantee you, not once has there been a case of Ebola and somebody's like, oh, wow, this is going to really improve things. Right. But, uh, like, that is a absolute be, no-no. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could have no depression, but, like, when something, when you go through something like that and you feel isolated and yeah. weak and, like, you are treated like of, you have the yeah. plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On top of feeling like you're treated like you have the plague. Yes. Just double whammy. And you nearly die and you watch your body kind of just, like, shut down around you yeah. and not know if you're going to wake up. Like... That's really awful for anyone. When you have a history of depression, this just doesn't fucking help things. Nope. At all. So, with all that on him and the memories of what he'd been through, Preston feels like the next three years of his life were, like, in a fugue state. Sure. Of course. He was depressed. He felt pressure to move on. He said one friend told him, hey, dude, Ebola was last year. You should get over it. Wow. That friend is not a very good fucking friend. He's not friends with that guy anymore. Good. Good. Um, others told him he wasn't allowing God to take the lead and heal him. Oh, okay. look, not good friends Listen, either. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Quote, what I felt was deep, significant shame, like a catastrophic level of shame. One friend said he was in a feedback loop of frustration mm-hmm. and inability to move on, which was feeding his frustration and inability to move on. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he, 
he was just in a really, really dark place. At sure. one point, he contemplated suicide. Yeah. Just from having lived through this thing and nobody, nobody understanding. Yeah. And basically and having like, people tell you to get over it. Not yes. being able to talk about it, really. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, uh, you're not recovering fast enough for our likes, so right. yeah, what's like, going on there? You still want to talk about this. We're over it. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And this affected his life a ton. Like, he was going to marry his girlfriend who is, had been with him through this, and yeah. then they called that off. He was not able to Ooh. just maintain that relationship Oop. he has literal ptsd from yeah this. no he has shit remembrances of like that happening does um, he I go so into therapy nightmares. i will get to that no okay. worries um yeah he doesn't speak to multiple friends probably including that one who said some shit fuck that guy in particular like mm-hmm. what yeah. the fuck i want yeah. his name yeah right? I, I wish they had mentioned i just yeah. want to talk i just want to talk loudly <laughs> tell you give to get name. over it give me his name just fucking give me his name i'll just go to war for you it's fine <laughs> i just want to talk but he also doesn't speak to his family anymore like sure. at all just wow. cuts family, everybody out yeah he wanted to give like his family said they wanted to give him space but that's their quotes from him he said he felt like an like an enormous amount of pressure to move on and be normal yeah. and let go and trust god and he just couldn't do that and he resented them and they resented him for resenting them and so they still don't talk. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it sucks. But like at, at, at some point, you literally, literally, you have to do what's best for you, especially mm-hmm. if, oh, I don't know, you got fucking Ebola and right. survived all that shit. I don't yeah. blame him. Right. I really and like, don't. Maybe and they have... didn't intend it that way either. But like that is yeah. what he was feeling at the time. It was pro- it's probably healthier and for both of them. Also, yeah. like, I mean, even that doesn't feel like it was that far back but like that far back people still didn't understand ptsd mm-hmm. Mm-mm. and like they weren't recognizing ptsd outside of combat right we still barely so do. we still barely do yeah and just get over it yeah right it's it, true it takes special people in your life to not let you self-isolate yeah and i think they were trying to do that but they were being pushier about it than he wanted and his yeah. own anger and shame was like oh yeah very much interfering but then they were resenting him for yep. and then for they have out. anger and shame yeah. and then they I, were probably anger and shame at themselves mm-hmm. for lashing out i have and, no doubt that i mean probably that douchebag that just told him to get over it weren't pre- like purposely being assholes they were just right. like hey this is gonna help you i know what's best for you and yeah i mean and, and a lot of this is like a very deeply religious thing to say like yep. you can get over this because it's god's will yeah just let god just take control let go and let god my yeah. dude he's <laughs> like no you want to deal with all that shit <laughs> like, no, like, you don't like, have go to and let go fuck yourself you, god i'm can, sorry god can take care of it for you yeah like yeah. god will work through all of that trauma for you do you uh-huh. want to have vivid memories of two catheters just fuck in there uh-huh. like uh-huh. for 16 hours like yeah. For, yeah, awful. Begging Look, for if people, people to not have unconscious. There are religions. That's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> when PTSD is involved, God can go fuck themselves. <laughs> just be cool. He's not like, help just, you. just be fucking cool. He, be cool. She, whatever denomination you believe, they, <laughs> the pantheon of gods, are not going to come swooping in. And to fix you the from, PTSD. Yeah, from literally like reliving horrible that's moments that happened. That's what therapists are yeah. for. That's like, what therapy is for. Getting help for your mental health is okay. Yes. Can Do religion it. maybe like help you with that? Sure. But like sure. also that don't put all your eggs in one basket. My yes. Like don't put that on your priest or rabbi or. They're not a fucking shaman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Don't. No. <laughs> don't do that to them. Don't, don't do that ask to you. that of them. <laughs> and don't ask that of God. Right. Or the goddess or 
the mother or whatever. <laughs> this is about you. Yahweh. And so I don't know. Help you. <laughs> yeah. So quote, no one said you've just been selected for a really hard journey. And by the way, none of your family is going to understand and none of your friends are going to understand and you're not going to understand. Mm. In late 2019, uh, Preston started to speak about his story to the press. I did also want to mention, like, he did end up Preston going... Preston did press? Preston to the press. Okay. Press. Preston. There it is. <laughs> he, I hate um, you both so much. <laughs> he, <laughs> before that, a couple years before that, um, he, he tried out a couple different therapists and some medications. He didn't love them until he kind of went to AA. He wasn't an alcoholic. He just went to go talk about stuff. Yeah. And then somebody recommended a, a specific, like, type of trauma psychiatrist... And he went to them, and he still goes to them. Good. Hell yeah. So he likes that. Gotta find what works. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's working much better for him now. And it seems like he also checked himself into an actual like inpatient thing for a while Program. in 2017. Good. Yeah, just Good for to him. really work through it. And he started to realize, like, okay, I was affected differently than my family was affected. They were still affected, but they took it differently. And I have to take it my own way. And this is this is fine. It's fine. I don't have to feel bad. So mm-hmm. that was really nice that he's sort of working through that. Good for him. And so, yeah, I think part of it is the fact that he decided to come out and talk to the press about his story and say like, this is my name. I was one of the dudes who had Ebola. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Excuse me. I don't mean to bother you. Uh, I did have a big old case of Ebola though. Yeah. So whoops. Um, I did find a great article about him from the Washington post. And that's where a lot of this info is from. Um, when he was diagnosed, like I said, he wanted to remain anonymous, but now most of those people yeah. are named now because yeah, it's, like it's been not long enough anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to be assholes to them anymore. Yeah. So in the last few years, he does seem to be doing a lot better, and Good. it's really cool that he decided Good. just to talk about his story. Good for him. And I wanted to talk about this story because I think it's really easy to see the toll that Ebola can take on families and those who lose loved ones and people who lose work and rack up medical bills because they have these illnesses. And it's very easy to see and understand the trauma of having that disease and the treatment of it. But it's also important that we think about these people after they've recovered because many of them are like still suffering. Mm -hmm. Many of them faced something incredibly scary and were alone with it. They looked death in the face. Like a lot of the people that we talk about all the time, and they had to like watch their bodies like fail them. Yeah. And then have to come back from that. And just because they're not sick anymore doesn't mean that we Yeah, should yeah, about you them. survived. That's yeah. it. Bye. Exactly. Get over it. Yeah. Exactly. Why aren't you behaving like you used to? Let's just go back to normal. Right. <gasps> so just one last quote uh, from Preston. I just wanted somebody to say, Your tears are valid. You've been through tremendous loss. You've been th- through tremendous trauma. This is okay. And just give me a hug. Oh, oh man. I, I want to hug that dude. I was like, I will hug you, Preston. Preston. Preston, we will all hug Come you. Come to Wisconsin. Preston, we will hug you. Bring it in we virtually or emotionally. Preston. Like, yeah. I'm hugging you in my Come mind Come to the, bol- the millennials with zero actual sympathy. Death fears. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We're not afraid. You mean I can Look, hug you and I might die? Sweet. <laughs> YOLO. Goodbye, student debt. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Wisconsin. We will support you. Mm. 
Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. He's trying to do a good thing. Yeah. A really bad thing happened. Yeah. When it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, Which, from the sounds of it, he did a good job of doing the thing. Like, yeah. he was only I'm there sure for a was, couple days, but... I'm sure he was working as hard as he could until yeah, probably. a horrible thing happened that was beyond his control. Yeah. That everyone told him he didn't need to be prepared for. Yeah. Because he wasn't supposed to be even He wasn't in to the danger people. zone. Yeah. Danger zone, yeah. It sucks. God. It's really hard. Yeah. Blows. Preston, you're dope. Preston's dope. I think all the Fucking people we Paul's talked about dope. are dope. Paul's, Paul's dope, dope. fuck. Lucinda's dope. Lucinda's a boss, man. Her husband was dope. Husband was he got shit. through that. Yeah, yeah, man. To be like straight up coma. <laughs> and like, He just woke up from a coma being like, not today. <laughs> also, where are my feet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way. And then to bounce back from that only to get killed by cancer. Yeah, I mean, that's the sad that's part. The, yeah. But... Lucinda got through it. Mm-hmm. Paul got through it. Yeah, they still had probably a very nice year together. Mm-hmm. And then t- couple plague years, free. Right? Couple years. Mm-hmm. Plague free. Plague free years. Plague free, free year very together. Important. Perk of the plague. <sighs> All right, you beautiful bitches. And non-bitches. And non-bitches. Everyone's a bitch in my eyes. Wow. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, I hope I annoyed everyone equally. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are you did. All Equal opportunity annoyers? Yeah. Annoyers? Like employer? I think it's pretty good, actually. I want a t-shirt that says that. Uh, You should probably be a little bit like Paul and Lucinda. Yep. And you should probably be a little bit like Preston. Yep. And, I mean, you should probably find a way to cover it and keep it from other people, but you should not forget your can of water. You should not forget your can of toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it in a can? (laughs) To protect it. What did you do to it? You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>